Daddy said so. Mm, okay, we're live. I guess uh, it's my job to introduce this week's 13th and Elm. Season two. Season two. And, uh, you know, this is Mike Helen sitting here with uh, season two of my favorite buds. I got Rob. Hello, everyone. This sexy, chocolatey, cascading voice of enjoyment. Keep going. Well, you're handsome, and I don't think it's fair that the viewers don't get to see that. If they watch... The listeners, I guess the viewers <laughs> would see it, but there's no viewers. If you watch on YouTube, I throw in some pictures of us, though, so yeah, there's a possibility of seeing us. Rob's the one with the tightest jeans. <laughs> well, debatable, depending on what I'm wearing. Yeah, this is, that is debatable. Uh, Unless he means like genetic genes, like your genes are tight. Pretty tight. Yep, 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 yep. And then we have Sweet Bill. What's up, guys? Welcome back to season two. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> we know it's we started it season the first two episode of season a minute two. ago. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> and we're back at it still. So season two, I'm going to tell you what, we're going to start off with a banger, and it's a hell of a low note, which is good, because there's nowhere but up to go from Howzu, wow. 1977, uh, also known as House. I'm just going off of what you got. I expect both of you to fucking hate this, based off Why? the small fucking text interactions. You just call it a banger low note upswing? What did, what did you say? What did hey, you, you call this movie? starting off with uh, a banger. That's a, a low, low note. <laughs> Yeah, you know, honestly, there's a huge part of me that w- wants to give this the old Sweet Will redo, but um, we're just going to keep pushing Did through. Did you just call me Sweet Will? <laughs> I like that better. Well, you're Sweet sweet Dick Willie, S- <laughs> a.k.a. Billy in the Hood, because you're guy, uncircumcised, that's, right? That's the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, Sweet Dick Willie, right? I think No, that's the... I don't have a joke for that. What did we watch, by the way? Let's get back to that. Okay, oh, yeah. Hausu? Yeah, House, 1977 Japanese classic House, uh, directed, written and directed by Nobuhiko Obayashi, and then it also is uh, starring a handful of people who weren't really actors. At, at all, yeah. Yeah, they were models and stuff. Um, 16-year-old models. Yeah, we got Kikomo, or Kimiko, sorry, Ikigame as Gorgeous. Mika Jinbo as Kung Fu, I Matsubara as Prof, Kumiko Oba as Fantasy, Miko Sato as Mac, and Masayo Miyako as Sweet. Sorry for butchering those names. I think I might have did okay with yeah, the bad uh, accent. The, uh, the I think you did pretty well. Uh, <clears throat> she was the only like like uh, previously experienced actress, right? Yeah. Duh. I believe 
um, Gorgeous and Fantasy um, had some other work too. Okay. And then the rest of the of the girls were this was the first thing they've ever done. What about uh, Italian Stepmom? Was she an actress or Italian Stepmom? Oh, um, I mean, she was more of a Japanese stepmom that was she came Japanese? home from Italy. Yeah. Was she Japanese, though? Yes. yes. Was she, though? Yes. Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> yes. She was very this much This is Japanese. not what I thought we'd be arguing about. <laughs> oh, there's a lot to argue about. <laughs> this episode is going to be absolutely... Not w- nearly as insane as the movie, to be honest, but it's going to be strange. Um, yeah, her name, by the way, is Haruko Wanabuchi. The aunt? Yeah. She's Japanese as fuck. Hell yeah. Okay, what about the uh, stepmom? The stepmom, her name... Oh, wait, that was the stepmom. That's what I meant. Sorry. The aunt is Yoko Minamita. Also gotcha. Japanese as fuck. Yeah, because it's a Japanese, Japanese film. film. So What's it about? You know, that's a great question, and before I spoil that with by dropping serious knowledge, let's just, I want to jump into what did we think about this film, and what did we experience? Because that's really what you can call it more than anything else, right? It's an experience? Yeah, yeah I sure. Guess. So you don't want to spoil anything about no, the plot, but we're going to go no. straight to what we thought about it? No, I think let's that- Let's just rate it and get it over We with. can talk about what happened. Like, you want me to fucking drop bombs? Just a quick, no, just like a quick plot synopsis. Okay, um, a young woman who is dreaming of going t- on a vacation with her father during the summer finds out that her father is going to get married and um, as a result instead of going to this like summer camp or in the vacation they mm-hmm. decide to go or she decides to go to her aunt's house in the country Yeah, and uh, she extends an invitation to six of her friends all of whom are named for their singular characteristic trait. Um, we'll get into all that. But they go out to this house wherein, I don't know, I guess you could just say the house feeds on unmarried w- women, girls. Yeah. Um, and then there's some lines that are blurred, and we'll get into all that. But basically it's a summer trip to a house in the Japanese countryside. Yep. We're off to a hot start. I mean, we could just scrap this and start over. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm letting you down. I feel like I let you down last week when I picked this movie, Robin. Based I... on these no. looks, I want to hear you go. No, so oh, so this movie has um, been considered a cult film since it was um, distributed in the U.S. in 2009. 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been one I've been wanting to watch for a long time. I knew that it was just absolutely insanity and it pretty much lived up to that. Um, but there is going to be a lot of stuff that if you haven't seen this movie, it is hard to explain. Um, cause it is very dreamlike and surreal at yeah. a lot of points, but, um, I, I mean, just the beginning, Rob. I love the beginning. It feels so much like a live action, um, shoju. Um, which is like cutesy anime. Oh, it's like, like Korean rice wine, which I wish I had drank to watch this <laughs> shitty fucking movie. You like the beginning? You like the the forty five minute melodrama setup before anything actually happens? I yes, because honestly, liked that. The, uh, the, only, no. the only anime 
um, I ever really got into a shoju, which is like for girls in high school. Osmongadayo and mm-hmm. fucking food and like baskets. food basket, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and just like, like just like how they acted with each other. And there's so many of those little tunnel shots and zooms in on people's faces we'll and get other into the faces. Editing and how editing excessive is, it is. is insane. And whether or not the editor had a had a bet going on to see how many different types of wipes he could use in 87 minutes, <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, we get we get these scenes that be introduced um, to the friends that, like you touched on earlier, they all their names are literally just tropes, and so they're all caricatures. Yeah, yeah. They're there's characters. there's one named Prof who is like Professor. the one that wears glasses and is yeah. smart, and there's Kung Fu who, who does Kung Fu does Kung Fu. There's Mac who is stomach. So she Mac, eats. who they call fat the whole All movie. All the time, she's, eat, nor- she's these, the same size the same as everyone else. The exact size as everyone else. She has like a trim waist. She's wearing like workout shorts. Uh, yep. like, it's insane. Um, I think it's, I guess it's more so she just likes to eat. But And then we have Melody, who's like the musical one. Okay, before we get any further, Melody looks like a grandmother, right? Does she not have like big matronly energy? I think we can definitely go somewhere else before we deal with that and uh just if i could surmise no okay i don't i'm gonna have to say no to that one to be really? honest yeah she looks like a young japanese girl no okay. but hey since we've halted all you know energy and progress let's just sit here for a minute and marinate in that all i'm saying is she's wearing a very frilly apron dress and her haircut and just her demeanor it's <sighs> yes. So, nope. Anyway, <laughs> um, you got sweet, sweet. Who? She's so sweet. She is so sweet. She's really kind, actually. Um. So we got fantasy. Fantasy. She's who a daydreamer. Is always, yeah, always thinks she's seeing things, but she's not really. Oh, but Fanta. and I mean, part of this, um, <laughs> gorgeous, comes Come from. I mean, a little bit of background info that can explain this is that the director um had his 10 year old daughter explain like nightmares that she has or like what she's scared of and he tried to incorporate a lot of that into the film which is why the kills that we'll get into later are extremely childish are yeah and insane and and the effects are like purposely bad and even though there are more serious overtones of of the entire film it's shown in a very wacky and zany way as in at the end of this film you're either like understanding the metaphor or i mean i had to i had to look into it it's not i'm not gonna act like i watched this and was like oh i totally understand what he was going for but it seems online people you know fall either fall on on one side or the other where it's like this is a crazy um japanese film that you get some friends together and and get super stoned and and laugh at and and enjoy or you get into the history of it and try to get into the metaphor side which you can do but still it's still so crazy and zany that i don't i can't imagine anyone like serious face like somberly watching this movie right i don't know I think that set and setting has a lot to do with how you 
digest media and we're like three american dudes in 2022 right it's pretty far removed from our culture Mm -hmm. and especially like if you think about why some of the things were done the way they were done or what some of the meanings for the writer director and then other like film critics have said that are the central themes of this film but i mean as far as the childish approach to the writing and direction and editing and effects and all that stuff a lot of what i was learning about when i was looking into it is that like most global visual media at the time in you know the mid to late 70s um people were moving away from regional film and moving more towards television and hollywood films yeah um and so like the japanese movie like cinema experience and audience was shrinking and uh it wasn't very popular or in with the with the youth of the nation and so when um obayashi got this project and i'm sure you guys are going to touch on this you saw it um this was a request from the studio which is toho studio which is famous for making all of the godzilla movies but they came to him off of the success of jaws Toss, yeah and they're like hey we want you to write a movie that's similar to jaws and so he's like i can do that and then he went and consulted his 10 year old daughter about what she thought would be scary and then he tried to implement some of her things because he wanted to get in touch with the japanese youth and then he chose to make um special effects and visual effects that were very childlike because he wanted to draw them from the imagination of the youth rather than trying to replicate like the star wars or something that is kind of trying to be more perceived as realistic i mean i know star wars is fantastical but i mean if you look at yoda and chewbacca and you know the ships and lasers and stuff they were trying to make something that seemed tangible and scientific and realistic based on what they had as far as resources yeah versus like snowflake aka blanche the cat and like the painting and some of the visual effects that we see in this movie were clearly like cartoonish even mm. um and this movie came out and was a hit in japan despite being panned by critics despite nobody in the studio this was in limbo for two years because nobody wanted to take it on as a direction project because they said that it would ruin their careers so and eventually nobuhiko ended up or he ended up uh directing it because he was begging for it um i don't know if you saw how he was like promoting it leading yeah, up to it he wrote a manga Yes, and which he, is why I feel like so much of this feels like, like, um, like it's an anime, like it's a live action anime. Because one of the yeah, one of the ways that he tried to get a, a studio or a director or whatever to pick it up, yeah, he literally made it into a manga series and was like distributing it to people. And he made like animated trading cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would, he was really never a director prior to this. He was known for doing like commercial directing. Yeah. So then he started hiring all the members of the cast to do his commercials and like making them familiar faces in Japan. And then the soundtrack came out before this movie ever came out. Like there was a, this movie was really heavily anticipated before it even went into production. And ultimately the studio had to acquiesce and say we'll let you make the film because there's a demand for it, and, but we'll let you direct it because nobody else wants to 
do it. And so the critics hated it. And then when it came out, a lot of Japanese filmmakers were upset. They're like, you guys just drove the final nail into the coffin that houses Japanese cinema. Like this Mm -hmm. is going to ruin our industry. Not only you as a studio and writer director, but the entire Japanese film movement isn't going to be taken seriously. This movie is an abomination. But all Uh, the young people loved it because it it was different. Yes. And And I think that that's kind of important. And I think that that's probably why. So the movie was largely circulated in Japan, but never really left because international distribution uh, rights were hard to reach until Janus Films picked it up. And they're known for bringing all like the Criterion stuff, um, you know, like they did. I don't know. What's the last one we watched? Uh, Man Bites Dog was another one that was first distributed by Janus and stuff like that. So it comes out in 2009, joins the Criterion Collection in 2010, has a whole lot of fanfare and cult following behind it. And a lot of it's just because of its like cultural and artistic contributions. Um, because admittedly, the viewing experience goes one of two ways. It's either you know a little bit about what it's trying to imply and you're sitting there with a straight face trying to get that message from it um, and you're dissecting it from like a elevated artistic level which whatever or you're super stoned and just along for the fucking ride and i think i mean it's a crazy movie and i don't think that that's um veiled to any audience member that knows about this film going into it if you've never heard about this movie there's a ton of stuff written online about it um but yeah it's insane it's one of the most insane movies i've ever seen yeah i didn't know it really anything about this movie except for the fact that it was insane i actually thought that there was going to be like some crazy gore and i was kind of disappointed that there wasn't like you sat sat down and pushed play under that assumption still yeah yeah all i knew was that this was a old japanese cult film and i was like oh man there's got to be some like fucked up gore in here um, and it's not at all, which, I mean, that's not the point of the film. Um, a 10-year-old who created most of the kills isn't going to create, like, gory ones. But, I mean, do you want, do you want to touch on the, on the metaphor of the, of the entire film before we get into the, the craziness? Before we do all that, I'd like to hear I think Rob we have, say, is there a third a person word. in 13th and L? <laughs> or is it two, or is it second and L? Or is it just better for us to do the whole thing and then you to shit on it and tell us why we're wrong at the end? I mean, either or. We'll do either or. You're, you're fucking I mean, nice. you've, done, you've done that before, so. Oh, you want to chime in at talk? all? Oh, okay. Wow, what a... Did you look, did you look into the, no. the metaphorical stuff? No, I do you have any interest no, in it? Not at all. Zero interest. Because I have a feeling, which I'm like torn on this, because part of me is like for a movie... You should be able to watch it and understand it and enjoy it without having to do an hour of homework. Would you agree with that for the most part? Uh, yeah, in a kind of a rule of thumb sort of way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the, no. The, I, again, like, there there are films out there that are not meant to be like broad, um, broad appeal. Right. right? So, and, and it's. It's like modern art, right? Like modern art is art for artists in a way, because if you don't have the understanding and the history of like why this is different or, or parody or whatever, like, like a lot of the meaning, and a lot of the weight gets lost on you. 
Right. So like I understand all that, but I didn't know anything about this movie. I'm a, I I've heard of it. I've heard of like oh, it's a Japanese cult film from the seventies, whatever. And uh, when I looked it up on my smart TV, it was marked as comedy mystery. No, not horror. Comedy mystery. So that like kind of gave me some sort of idea before I pressed play. But what a weird flick. It's, it's fucking weird. Honestly, like I did not enjoy watching this. I really? knew you wouldn't. I really didn't. Like, like the first 40 minutes is kind of a slog. Can I throw out a uh, really? possibly I unfair kind of... accusation? Yeah, I mean, you usually do. I really felt, especially <laughs> yeah, after that fucking text message, I really felt, I was like, we've lost Rob. He's not watching this movie. <laughs> and he's not going to come with much. He's going to come with a lot of opinion, but I really, in my heart, I feel like, about the time you sent that text saying we really should have watched this together, you had already made up in your mind how you felt about oh, the movie and kind of I'd already started seen the folding film. laundry. I'd already seen the film when I sent you that text. I had finished it. And you finished laundry as well? No, no, no. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to say something, and I, I don't want it to color your opinion of my opinion, if that makes sense. <laughs> I tried to watch this film earlier in the week, and I just putzed around the house and like started dinner really late and then and then wolfed down dinner so I could like start the movie before I wanted to, wanted to go to bed. And so I was really full and really sleepy <laughs> when I started this film. And I fell asleep at like about an hour in. It's also a very boring film and I like it was hard to keep my attention. And so then I had to rewatch it. Boring is not a word I would use to describe this. The first half of this film is boring. Not only is it boring <sighs> The the music is honestly really obnoxious and like oh, I, I like the soundtrack. Stand it. Like once we start getting into like the meat of the film, like once they get to the house and people start getting killed, like I love the piano stuff. All the stuff with the piano is amazing. I mean, I think that's definitely the love most that. beloved and scene from this, from like what I've the research that I've done. It's just like every time something quote unquote cool would happen, something that like checks my box, like, you know res my engine, whatever. And then we'd go back to like just shitty fucking editing techniques. It's like, why are we doing this? Like this is this is distracting. I've got to listen to this stupid fucking piano melody again and 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 again. Dude, did that give you hold on sorry to interject. Did that give you at any point like It's hot today. I told you it was gonna be Gozu and you were like, nah, it's not It wasn't at all. Outside of that one that there was a huge chore to watch and confusing. Um, it wasn't like Gozu also, at all. The whole melodrama in the beginning with like her dad and the stepmom, and you're like watching it through a bay window. What is that? I don't care. That's cinematography. Was it <laughs> really? It's I, just okay. Different. I do you want to hear my theory about this film? Sure. Yes. Okay. So you know how Tammy and the T Rex they got like got Whoa. that. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Before you second. continue with this, why don't you fucking check yourself before <laughs> you wreck this? Just let me. Just has to do with shitting on Tammy. It's not. It. It's okay. not. It's tangentially related. Okay. You know how so in Tammy and the T Rex they like got access to the T-Rex and they're like, we're going to write a movie. We're going to make a movie. We're going to shoot this movie. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this is the same thing, except they're like, Hey, we've got to, we've got to like shoot 12 hours worth of karaoke background footage. We have all these weird <laughs> sets um, and, and, and a wind machine and, uh, and a piano. And they're yes. like, yes, let's write a movie around that. And then we can shoot it in between. 
That's what this movie is. We? It's a karaoke fever dream. I'm glad you... And on top of that, really this movie bad. is like if J- Monty Python went to Japan and shot a live-action Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> did you like Did you like when Blanche, a.k.a. Snowflake, ran across the uh, steps? <laughs> no, no, that was good. But when he ran across the steps at the beginning and Mr. Uh, Tobo... Trips was, and falls in a bucket? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the stop there was stop motion. Honestly, there was so much physical comedy in this that it got old. Like, it was too much. Yeah, there's a decent much. amount of slapstick. Too, not decent, too much. <laughs> Way too much. I did like Watermelon Guy, whatever the fuck his name was. Watermelon Salesman. Um, he but, was. He is someone though. Like he, he's attached to the um, to the film. Um, yeah, he's an actor in it. No, but <laughs> he's like. I mean, yeah, but because we, we can maybe look this up and come back to it. But um, he's like. I mean, he was like part of the crew, and they ended up. I think they ended up being like, hey, you want to play this small part? And he was like, right. whatever. Um, but anyway, just to get into like a little more background, the director was um, seven, year old, seven years old um, when the atomic bomb was dropped, and he lived um, on Hiroshima. He, was, he lived close enough that, I mean, he survived, and I guess as far as they know, was not affected, but um, a lot of his... Um, all of his friends, all, all of his, of his fa- um, all of his friends were were killed, and and I mean he was a child, and how do you understand that as a child? And obviously he had a tough time growing up and lots of nightmares too. And I think he wanted to show the generational gap between uh, people that were like alive and remember that time, and like the younger generation that wasn't, which is why. Which is like the ant kind of represents like that part like of the war of people that were there and like still going through the shit of it. And then like all the young girls aren't are like innocent and born, born post-war. Exactly. They have no ties and to it. The, the aunt's representation uh, to a tie to the war, not only that she's waiting for her husband to come back, but also right. by the age that she's and a, and, lived through it. And one of the big... Um, like revelations of this is when they're doing they do kind of like that flashback of like the Black war and vignettes and and oh you know where they're like and they're there was a war in japan it. a long time ago don't don't worry about what why we did it he died the end well, not, that's not, what not the we were the, about not we were belligerents tried to conquest all of east asia I understand I don't want a World War II history lesson in the middle of this film but the way that they like oh it was a war a long time ago but I think the only part that that was shown was to show the the generational gap between the girls because when they show the footage of the atomic bomb because they're talking over this like they're part of the audience too which was like kind of confusing but like kind of interesting too and when they show the atomic bomb like one is like oh my god it looks like cotton candy you'd have to assume that's mac the one yeah yeah at least it's a food but um yeah, it turns out that the, um, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming it's okay to to spoil the main plot of this by now. Um, it's a fucking surrealist film from '77 that <laughs> arguably doesn't even have a plot. Like, I don't know if it's possible. I don't. To, I, don't I think that that's not even an argument. I well, think you learned true. that the ant. I has, think there's a lot of really interesting subtext here. Honestly, the, Rob, yeah, I know you're gonna roll your eyes all night. The um the ant has been 
dead for years and is like a ghost that feeds on unmarried right. women that come into the house and that's why when um Gorgeous sends her a letter and i if i remember correctly i think the aunt might have like suggested bringing friends or something you know more, you know more food yeah um and um, she's alive because her husband promised that he was gonna come back and and she's like not alive. This, she's a ghost. But, she's a ghost. Yeah, yeah, you know I what I mean. mean. She, she, she um, remains like like emanation. Yeah, she's alive even though her body is dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we learned that Blanche, the cat, um, is like a witch, which I love the line early on as any old cat can open a door, but yeah, only a witch cat can close, close it. it. Um, I thought that was I thought that was a great line. Well, I think it's what the opposite, it, but yeah. Okay, this is like way no. way reaching, but after I finished the film and I was like thinking about it and also trying to come up with positive things about it, um, I was thinking like, all right, she's a ghost, so she doesn't mm-hmm. actually exist. The cat is real, right? The cat like is a real cat. Yeah, it's like a demon like a witch or a witch, cat, but like yeah. it's like it's like a physically physical. real, yeah. And the house is like so. It's like the house is God the Father. You've got a Holy Ghost, and you've got the Son, and like the Son, like kind of brings them in. Like I, that's like way reaching, but also wouldn't be like. I just mean, like their a tr- parable of the Bible, like not not even not Christianity, really, but just like a right. triumvirate deity where you've got different aspects of a Godhead sort of shit. But again, way reaching, fart smelling cinema kind of shit. But um, I don't know, man. Like I, she is waiting for her husband to get back, but also the house is waiting because they're the same entity. Kind of towards the end, it seems like a lot of the dialogue about like when everything's moving around poltergeist fashion and kung fu girl is like hitting stuff. They're talking about like how he's not coming back and trying to like convince the house, which then also becomes gorgeous at some point, like. It feels like there's a lot of, I don't know. It's not clear. Can I go into it? Yeah, get yeah. into it. More like too long, and because there, there's a lot here, and I've watched. Because again, like I'm gonna echo what Bill said: is you leave the viewing and you're like, okay, what the fuck? And my initial thought was, I'm glad I checked it off the box. I don't even really know why, but I feel like I've needed to watch this. And I probably will never watch it again. And I don't even know if I would recommend it to anybody because the two people I'd recommend it to just watched it with me. And I'm pretty sure they hate it. And then I watched it again today because I did some reading and I was really fascinated by it. But I also listened to some of Nobuhiko's commentary on it. Mm-hmm. And so this is pretty like none of what i'm gonna say is even my original thought and it's all been pretty well covered because there's a lot of people who've written about this and commentate have provided their commentary on it over you know the last 50 years but the film is really like two separate films right have you heard yeah. this mm-hmm. yeah and there's a definite middle part which falls dead center in the film at like whatever it happens to be like 43 minutes or whatever and that is the scene where Gorgeous goes upstairs and is looking in the mirror and then becomes her aunt. Gets so, possessed by the aunt, yeah. So this is representative of a generational overlap wherein the youth and the the playful nature of childhood is lost. The innocence is lost 
and so coming to ultimately what is womanhood, adulthood, right? And so these children are happy and they have these characteristics, you know, fantasy, harmony, you know, fantasy is a daydreamer. Gorgeous is the youth and beauty of, you know, adolescence and harmony is the creative soul who's just dreams. Um, you have Mac who's like kind of a glutton and just is indulgent, kind of hedonistic, uh, Kung Fu represents the, um, desire to be self-sufficient and be able to defend oneself and to grow up. Prof is, has aspirations of academia and professional endeavors ahead of her. Sweet is kind of like the innocence of a child and all this stuff. So these are all personifications of singular uh, identity traits that become hardened or lost over time. And the aunt and the house are kind of one entity that represents womanhood. And so... For a child, the fear and terror of having to let go of your dreams, let go of your beauty, let go of your creativity, to admit that you cannot always defend yourself, um, to stop daydreaming, to become a mother and to hold a job and to be married is terrifying. And in Japanese culture, especially at this time, what is the place of an adult woman? house Mm -hmm. you're a homemaker and so all of these singular traits or characters begin to die one by one um in a literal sense and blanche is the name of the cat who's white pussy cat you can draw the your own lines there but the cat is also inherently evil and whenever something traumatic is going to happen you see that cat's eyes flash okay so the cat yeah, you learn the cat is, is really the one doing all of it all the destruction right and the cat is representative of the bomb of the bomb right and so you the green flash is the glow of noxious gash and the white fur and the puff ball like ragdoll cat is the mushroom cloud and so anytime that this cat is present and its eyes are flashing that is kind of reminiscent of the peace that was lost when the bomb dropped and so all of these young children who are obsessed with living in the moment and they're very self-centered as children are don't understand how to appreciate peace because they didn't have to live in a world that sacrificed that peace they just came into the world post-war so you have this allegory and metaphor of womanhood being represented by the virgin white pussycat at, and the flooding of the house with blood being representing of menstru- menstruation and the passing into womanhood is then symbolized when uh, gorgeous becomes possessed by her aunt and then her aunt and the house continue to eat all of the unwed girls and the only reason for gorgeous to stay alive and the only reason for her to find solace in being an adult is the promise of love and the fact that there is 
peace. And so at the end of the movie, when the stepmom comes and she says, all of my friends are still here and they'll awaken too and they're going to be very hungry, it's kind of calling back to the idea that no matter how far you get and how much you grow, that there is always going to be these impulses of childish nature, such as, you know, longing to be beautiful, longing to be creative, the dreams, the pursuits of your profession and your studies, they're always going to rise up and they're always going to be hungry and they're always going to be eating at you, but sacrifices need to be made because the solace of being an adult and living in peace is a trade-off that you can never understand as a child, but it's something that is sacred. And that resonates deeply with like Japanese culture as well. I mean, Gorgeous really becomes possessed when she wears her aunt's dress and she puts, puts on, on the, the makeup yeah. and, um, you know, they're all unmarried, but then at the end, Gorgeous ultimately becomes her aunt and she is there and still waiting for her groom to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fucking heavy film, actually. And I was kind of surprised by when, when all I of this. When I first read that Blanche was supposed to um represent the atomic bomb i was like really confused and was like i don't get that until i and but then it just kind of hit me and i was like oh wait then that's just like the atomic bomb killing some like somebody's all of somebody's friends like just as it did to the director and then i was like oh like that's how i can draw that in and make sense um but also that your childhood, yeah, as a this gets taken young away kid, from you. Like he yeah. is not allowed to grow up as a normal child because not only did he lose his friends, but he lost those parts of himself that the childhood were innocence, ignorant to the evilness of the world. And then right. you just want to be at peace in your house with your love. Right. I so I feel like we've covered most of the metaphor. I feel like we should get into like the crazy kills and like the part of this that like why people think it's such a How fun about that fucking trailer. Watch. Kung Fu? That what do you had trailer? That fucking wagon, dude. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy I thought you meant like Cricket. the trailer to the film. I was like, I didn't watch it. But yeah, Kung Fu, because I mean I mean she's in her underwear for most Half of it. Of the movie, yeah. But I just wanna t- I mean we get the craziness like literally they open the door to the house the cat does its little laser eyes and like parts of the chandelier shoot out kill a lizard one of the girl's hats flies off her head and then lands back on and then they all kind of just act like nothing happened they're just like and then the cat starts eating the lizard and they're like Oh, that was kind of weird, and they just and they just keep going, and then that's like the first. Well, no, it's not the first crazy part because we get the but it's stop the motion. Thing. But it's the house togo. It's the first yeah. like, time the house is doing anything really. And then and we aunt get aunt is in a wheelchair. Yep, until she gets a little stronger after Mac has to store a watermelon in the well. Because right, the, the fridge doesn't, doesn't work. work. So they put they bring a, a gift of a watermelon from the watermelon salesman. And they yeah. bring the gift to her and they want to put it in the fridge. But the fridge is out. So they put it in the well to keep it cool. And um, Mac wants to snack later. So she goes out to the well to grab the watermelon. And doesn't, she doesn't come, come back. back. She, doesn't, she, just, she doesn't come back. So... Cool fantasy? fantasy? I think goes. fantasy goes a couple hours later or whatever to find where mac went 
mm-hmm. and she goes to pull the watermelon out of the well, and then she pulls out Mac's head. Yeah, a severed head. That's still animated. Talking. Does it? What does it say? I don't remember. Does it say something, or or does it just laugh? I mean, it's all kind it's of brief, crazy. And it, it bites her ass. It flies. It it flies and and bites Fantasy on the butt. As daydreaming can come back to bite you on the butt sometimes, right? Of course. <sighs> and then, of course, she runs inside and... I mean, it's a fucking art film. At the end of it, you could call it horror, you could call it mystery comedy, <laughs> but, like, it is a art film. And so this is, like, what you get when you tread in this water. I'm not saying I would have made it. I'm not saying that I even got it. I'm saying that, like, a lot of people have studied it and the director writer himself has said so much as yeah what yeah, i'm people have been smelling farts on this for 50 years it was written by a 10 year old and her father <laughs> like yeah i get it i get what you're saying i totally get it i mean yeah whether like i would say my enjoyment of the movie like whether or not this is a trash tenfold. film doesn't matter it's artistic and has metaphor so yeah, yeah. i mean that <laughs> is at like a legitimate observation whether or not it's an opinion you hold like that is kind of the genre objective (laughs) right yeah so i mean i think that my enjoyment of this film went up 10 times after doing an hour worth of homework after watching it to be completely honest and that's why i revisited it today even though i just had it on the background i was just trying to kind of watch it twice (laughs) did you start from the beginning Yes. The second time you did? The second time I did. Why the fuck did you do that to Because honestly, like I (laughs) wanted to give it proper shrift. Like I felt like... Appreciate that. I feel like it wasn't... And it was only... It was under 90 minutes. I felt like it it wasn't fair to start it at like wherever I remembered leaving off kind of. Fair. But uh, I don't know, man. Just... (sighs) The music is so loud through portions of it that like I could barely... I mean, obviously it's subtitled, but like you can't hear the actors talking over it. And... What really got me was the fucking seagull screeching and the ocean sounds at dad's house. It was loud. I think I wrote <laughs> seagull screech like three times in my notes. Were you I watching just, it on a fucking pair of noise canceling headphones? No, I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> also, I also mean, to- like, uh, Japan's an island. I mean, it is. <laughs> Did you see those sunsets? The sunsets. Oh man. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, again, this goes back to like this was shot for karaoke, and they just wrote a story around it to to make sense. <laughs> I do love how the dad comes back after making a movie in Italy, and he says, "Oh, they said my score is better than the Marconi's, which is oh, great because yeah. we literally talked about him last yeah, episode. Well, <laughs> Leone said that, and Leone oh. is the guy who fucking writes and directs all the spaghetti okay. westerns. So he did like for a few or a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more. Fucking yeah. Good and the ugly, Stepmom which works with Maricone all the time. Ryoko has like wind blowing on her through every shot. Oh, this is a windy. What week. was that? I They're definitely on the coast, thought I was like, this is no wind. one else has wind around them. It's just her wearing a like a fucking silk scarf. This is he. He is right on this. She is always blowing. It's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's yeah. Just but part she's like very gossamer like, and delicate and beautiful an and like the. <laughs> the father figure represents like yeah I think they're just putting like well, surreal and emphasis and, and, and when the daughter leaves the safety of her father's watch she gets murdered and all her friends die she doesn't get murdered she kind of does it's like put, well, what gets murdered is her innocence in her childhood I don't know if she has a physical, physical body but... at that point at the end of the movie it's kind of she up does in the air. So she's just possessed I, but but the but the I don't know Did really you, I know that you had to like the dancing skeletons Okay, here's the deal. 
<laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, what? Okay, at, uh, so much of this film is like, if you describe this movie to me, you're like, hey, Rob, I saw this weird film. It sounds up your alley. You should watch it. It has X, Y, Z, W, whatever. W, X, Y, Z. It has all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I love all that. Let me watch that. And for whatever reason, man, I don't understand. Okay, we've had this conversation. All three of us probably have this conversation where if it's a B movie or like kind of cheese, like there has to be sort of like an unintentional aspect to it that makes it better in my eyes. And I don't have any way of defending that. And I've watched movies that are intentionally bad that are still like fun watches. But it's a weird line, and it felt... It I don't felt, think this was intentionally bad at all, though. I felt like a lot of the stuff that in it was forced, like, it felt like this movie is meant to be silly, and a lot of it goes back to, like, oh, he wanted it to be childlike. He did these effects and the specific reason to make it in that theme and that feel, and I, I understand that. But it felt like it felt like being weird for weird's sake at certain points, and stuff with the dancing skeleton and stuff with um, the ant, like, kind of not teleporting but like high jumping up into the rafters which was kind of a cool effect but well she goes to the fridge yeah and she goes to the fridge and like and like that's yeah, she and, was and also like the, the released because it's the, taken on the new entity of but, youth but just, like the okay. like this is there's a progression that's, of her in the wheelchair and then getting out of the wheelchair once the kids start dying death, yeah. and then right. as the kids continue to die she relieves herself from the entrapment of like womanhood like she passes on to the next life and then she becomes like the next generation right. takes life in and, the and young that's, host that's great but i'm talking about like the the physical like depiction of it me watching this film as enjoying like enjoying it when i'm watching this stuff happen and this kind of campy stuff like dancing skeleton stuff that i'm kind of curious like did sam raimi see this before he made evil dead because there's a lot of very similar kind of scenes that's going yeah. on yeah this has a lot of evil dead vibe so i so like a lot of it on paper More is like what dead i want to watch but when i saw it in person i was like man this isn't funny like I don't like the music. I don't like what's going on right now. Like I did like the scenes with Kung Fu, and I liked her like weird like. Theme Kung song. Fu was everybody's favorite character. Like, like right? clearly, she stole the show, and like especially her fighting the yeah. like the firewood logs. Like that was awesome. That was great. Yeah, the, or, the and, and the piano stuff was awesome. I love that too. The but piano like, scene was great because it. Sorry to interrupt you. It did, but it did feel like a lot of the like deaths and deaths and like practical effects were dumbed down because it, they didn't want to like scare a younger audience especially since a lot of it's coming from the mind of the 10 year old but i mean for 77 i mean obviously like for us like it, this isn't a lot but like i mean salad but, been out for five years yeah right i mean but, uh, this, but like, like like melody getting her fingers chopped like, off eaten by the piano and holding them up and they're kind of bloody and, and, dude, she's, the and she's freaking out yeah of, of mac mm-hmm. like there's some like pretty not i don't know about grotesque but like there's stuff that's like not kids movie worthy and there's also a fair amount of nudity towards the end of the film which i was not comfortable with because i didn't know how old these actresses were and then i i don't know like i mean i'm a i'm an adult like i can appreciate art and like the human form and all that but it felt it felt cheap at the end of the film i mean a lot of i mean the nudity wasn't ever like sexual Mm. i feel like it was more like um, I mean, really the around old... that red water. I don't know. I mean, there was no. I don't remember it being sexual. sexy at all. Like, 
And like the, and the only other nudity I remember is one of the weird scenes where it's just like floating body parts and you just see yeah. like a torso. And you see titties. Well, yeah, as part of the torso. Yeah. I mean, but but it's not like it's And also I mean this is a this is a well like known movie. I mean, obviously these actresses are of age. They were like 16 or 17, so depending on your definition, but well, they were all born in 1960. I looked it up. It was shot in 77. Yeah. So. Well, anyways. <laughs> so um, what's the next kill that we get? The, the mattress kill. Oh, which man. Is... It was, I actually got a legit guffaw out of me. Like, I laughed. I who, laughed when I saw that. Who was just so dying here? This is here? Another, This is, is this a sweet? direct, like, so I don't know if you saw the 10-year-old daughter did get a credit on this movie for yeah. that exact concept. Did, well yeah. for concept the entire concept was yeah. credited to her and so like she was saying that when her father was asking her what is scary to you or like what do you dream about that's scary and she's like well when we go over to grandma's house i always have to sleep on the futon because there's not an extra bedroom and i always am afraid that it, it's going to fall down on me and eat me and so that was a direct kill that he imported and another one of hers was whenever she had to play piano she was always afraid of getting her fingers caught in the keys yeah. And her finger's getting eaten by God, the piano. the piano kill was so good. How she just slowly gets sucked in there and then just as parts of her floating around. It was good. It's and the insane. song is, goes fucking nuts. But yeah, so the futon... It sounded like, like the kill. intro to Welcome to the Black Parade. That's so funny because Cassie turned to me and starts Wait, singing what? this shit. And I Did was you like, not know, as no. soon as, I don't know what that is. Pull that oh, shit really? up, Bill. As soon as it started playing, Kai and I were both like, when I was <laughs> a young boy. Like, it is Cassie so did the same goddamn thing. close. Do you want me to pull like my pull it up from the movie or the My Chemical Romance song? Will you recognize? To kill my friends Fire. and me. <laughs> yeah, and I legit don't know what that is. Oh, it's it's like definitely one of their bigger hits, right? It's uh, honestly it's a banger. Here, it is a banger. I mean, it's definitely not because MCR sucks. Oh, you're one of those. Listen, listen. Is this, I, dude? I don't know the song. Is this the film or the song? Exactly. No, but I don't. This know is the that. song. You can't tell it's the same. Now play this movie. It's very well. I don't know how long it's gonna fucking well, it's, take for me to pull that up. But like the fact that you said, I don't know if this is the movie no. or the song. No, no, you misunderstood. <laughs> I do not know the song. Like that is like I don't know what that is. Well, it's a fucking banger, and we'll watch the video after this side by side because it's good. I'm not interested in that at all. But um, I'm glad I'm, I wasn't um, that we weren't the only ones because as soon as she started playing that, I wanted to sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you did. I, oh, I mean, oh, I did. did. Um, but yeah, the uh, mattress kill was was interesting, and then I guess she just gets turned into a doll, or there was yeah, just a doll she, there. Yeah, because she's naked, so she's a doll or something. Um, oh yeah, because they find all of her clothes. Yeah. <laughs> because I think one of them even picks up her panties, and, and it's like, like smell weird. Them, yeah, Melody's like being <laughs> weird at this point because she was alone with a piano, and I yeah. wasn't understanding if she had Ooh, like. Naughty been possessed or was like because she's she seems really distant through the rest of the movie because she says oh i was playing the piano and it felt like it bit me and they were like oh you sound like fantasy yeah because of course when fantasy runs inside and it's like i just tried to pull out the watermelon and it was max head like, they just oh, like laugh crazy fantasy it, or fanta they keep calling her fanta like she's a fucking coca-cola drink and then yeah. they go out there in a conga line there's so many conga lines in this movie it's great Man. And, it was, uh, and they well, pull up great, and but... it's uh, the watermelon. Yeah. 
The um, perfectly round spherical watermelon. <laughs> yeah, it literally just looks like a bowling ball painted. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sweet is in the um, grandfather clock and the gears grind. Oh, yeah, and the greens grind her up, which is kind of cool. Pretty good. Yeah. That and was a all weird the kill. time this is happening, uh, Blanche, aka Snowflake, is running around and her eyes are always flashing before these things right. occur. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, we realize pretty quickly that she is, the, the cat is causing it all. I mean, we get that the very, like, before they even walk in the house because they try to take a picture in front of the, the house where the breaks. cat would be in it and the cat's eyes do the green flash and the and the camera lens breaks and she drops it. Um, I'm not sure what kill happens next, but it's either the piano or kung fu in the chandelier. I believe it's piano. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, but the kung fu kill is great, That's too. That's a great one. She goes to karate kick the painting. Like a Liu Kang. Like a flying Blanche, fucking high kick. But gets eaten by like a chandelier a chandelier right that but her bottom half it's like glowing and spinning around (laughs) yeah but her bottom half keeps going yeah yeah no she gets chopped off at the hips which then again like flying bicycle kick Liu kang style into the cat painting that's in the attic or in the second story not really sure where they're at they're definitely on a higher level of the home yeah um and it is at that point is that when the house starts filling up with blood yeah after she yeah, kicks it, it the blood starts spraying out of the uh, out of the cat's mouth and all the while like throughout all of these scenes there's like these techno color like day glow interjections like the peas on the piano are glowing um like the fruit and stuff glows the mm-hmm. the paintings have like these i don't know like very 80s electric bugaloo karaoke type of... it's like karaoke sure yeah <laughs> um it's, it's just we forgot about and there's um, flashes you guys notice that yeah. like there's just white flashes it's like when the also like a, a fair amount of the film was also like blue sepia and like red or pink yeah like of. heavy tint yeah um or we totally moments where there's like clearly like a green screen square like in the middle oh yeah of the shot and then, like, the characters pass through it, and they're all distorted, and they just pass out of it. Or were they, like, sh- were shooting in, like, it wasn't even slow motions. Like, they took, like, every other uh, frame. frame out, and that was really annoying, and I kept waiting for it. Like, yeah, I did not en- enjoy it. Yeah, definitely at those parts, I was like, but, why okay. did we get to, like, 40 frames because per again, second? Because, again, they had a, a bed, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Obayashi was doing a lot of cocaine when he was in the editing room. I was like, how many can I fit in here? Um <laughs> The best editing technique in the whole film is in the very beginning where they're at the schoolyard and they're playing with bubbles and it keeps shooting back and forth between all the girls like having Introducing a conversation. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, best that editing cool. technique. And then in the whole. the actual like sweep bubble sweep from uh, Gorgeous when she walks out of like the like down the school. Yes. yes. Yeah. That is actually a pretty cool scene. Everything else is almost unnecessary. And we forgot to mention one of my favorite parts. So when um when Gorgeous gets possessed by the ant um all of the all the i mean shit's gone down at this point all the other girls are trying to leave and all the doors shut and yes, all the windows board awesome up sequence um and then the next time we see gorgeous is her huge head oh just yeah. kind of yeah. slide in the frame and explain what's happening that 
She explained, she's like, oh, my aunt's dead, and she I'm eats unmarried women, yeah. and, and her head is huge, and it's like, like I think anti- at one it's point- It's like two-story bre- tall, just her face. Yeah, and it like breaks apart to, like, by the end of it, I think it's just her huge mouth talking to them. No, it's her lips, or it's like, like lipstick. like the opening yeah, you're right, it's not her mouth, it's her lips. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's fucking Those, insane. Like, wax, like whips, lips you get at like shitty Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and then so much blood comes out of the um, picture that they're that the remaining girls are like floating around like it's DiCaprio like, at the um, Titanic. They're all on, like, like half there's the enough stairs. room for Jack on that door. <laughs> well, but also at this point, so much innocence is lost. So many of these character traits have died. Gorgeous is now upstairs and she has become a woman. She's wearing the bright. Yeah. She's gown. wearing the it's makeup. Beca- mm-hmm. And like what you said, when the lips came through, like you had the lipstick, because they were lips, not a mouth, the talking. And um <laughs> like and this is the menstruation menstru- menstruation metaphor, right? Because right. the whole house floods with blood and now gorgeous is a woman. Yeah, and I didn't two- really get that at the time, but it makes sense. The two, this is the right after the mid part of the movie where like the first half yeah. portrays a childlike uh, life. Yeah. yeah. And then the second half is all the people who've lived through the war or have like passed into adulthood. And so the f- house flooding with blood is ultimately like that metaphor, as I mentioned. And the, at all this, this point, is like, fucking insanely portrayed though, right? Yes. Fever dream. Yeah. Fever dream. Like these aren't complicated metaphors to put in the movies, and and like it didn't he have just, to be this complicated. Yeah. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could like he did it in such a way that it's just absolutely insane. Exactly, like I was trying. I was like, I was like, okay, I know there's like deeper meaning behind some of this. Like, what is it? And I did not get much. But I mean, I didn't oh. hate. Okay. Doing the homework, like it was. All I gotta say is that there are people right now, today. That are watching video of Donald Trump and using the way he's finger pointing his fingers and how he misspeaks to decode secret messages. So I'm not saying that <laughs> you're totally full of shit and all this metaphor is nonsense. But I'm also saying that that's not not true. So I, I'm not saying it's nonsense. I just I th- I, it just feels like a portrayed in like the craziest yeah. nonsensical way. Yeah. As in the difference is is like Obayashi has said this himself right. oh yeah 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 i watched some interviews with you know him. What i mean like this it. is his these this is his artistic imper- interpretation of his own art so right. i mean that's a little bit different and i would say that we are so far removed culturally yeah that's we are thing. not women no nor were we young girls or japanese and nor exactly. alive at that time right. like there's a lot of degrees of separation between what this film was, was conveying at the time 32 years after the bombing 44 so, to 77 45 i thought was it 44 yeah 44 45 yeah one of those so but yeah yeah to what you're saying we are so far removed that um that this metaphor probably comes way more easier to other people other than maybe like us. 15 year old japanese girls in 1977, in 1977 exactly 
you know. So. Um, but at this point, um, I believe Fantasy um, is the last one alive. Well, we haven't gone to Prof's death yet. Which she's falling off oh. of the door, the the Titanic door so in she, the River of Blood. Is she the, the one that gets bit and eaten by like the can that has teeth? Which Jaws. Is Jaws. Um, so this is like yeah. the one part of like, be like, oh, this is the. See? We have to. I told you I'd make a movie that was like Jaws. Yeah. And there's another part which I mean this might be reaching, but when. I think it's the ant is like eating goldfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in maybe she's like eating the competition, like, oh, this is Jaws. This is nothing. I just eat right. these. But that might be too reaching. But um, yeah, Prof gets eaten by Jaws. By Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then it's just fantasy and um, gorgeous. And gorgeous, who for we know from the very beginning of the group are the tightest yeah the film opens with those two girls having like a photo shoot and we know that their bond is stronger than those of the other so she floats over to gorgeous and if i remember correctly i think she calls her mommy am i yeah. making this up which i don't really know where that no i think you're right because she like from... goes over and then it's like lays her head in her lap kind of at, on the stairwell but does she well because i yeah, she fantasy? dies. Yeah, I think everybody everybody's dead. How does fantasy die? Or not, it, it fades to black, right? I think she gets. Consumed. Is it just a? Uh, okay, is it just like an she assumed like off-screen? You know, metaphorically and possibly even physically, she gets eaten by the fantasy gorgeous or gorgeous, yeah, by gorgeous, the ant. yeah, slash yeah. the house, slash the cat. Yeah, and then we get. Um, well, you know, we didn't. I mean, this is okay. where Stepmom comes, but we didn't talk about Togo at all. I was going to say, like, <laughs> they're talking about Togo at this point and early in the film where, like, like he's, he's going to come gonna, and save them all. He's like the sexy teacher that when we see him, who's going to marry like the gym teacher or whatever. Yeah. I was like, wait, is that, is that, I, I actually thought it was like a police officer. I was like, no, wait, that's Togo. He's like slipping he's got down those big noodles. Mutton chops. He has, like, yeah, and he looks like he's like 60. <laughs> it's like, what? and who is it that has the dream about him? Um, like the, it's like Princess Bride esque, riding on who a cares? horse. You thought it was and, Princess Bride esque? Um, I'm, that's not the movie I meant to say. You it, know what I mean, though. No, because but, what I thought, and I thought for sure I wouldn't be the only person to think this. <laughs> he looks like Captain Tennille. The host of MXC. Oh rides yeah, in on the dude. Fucking horse <laughs> with that jacket, yeah. with like the like Sergeant Pepper jacket. Yes, yeah. he looks like. <laughs> which is also one of my most favorite names in game show history, Captain Tennille. Like I said that out loud, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Captain Tennille!" It's like what? You know, I, I, like, you know I, I did get MXC vibes off of this as well. Of this film. Dude, I fucking love MXC, and there's I like love six MXC way more than I like this movie. <laughs> there's like six seasons of MXC on uh, on Amazon Prime. I love the uh, yeah, the, the, different, the different team names. It's always like Plumbers Union versus Accountants or something. <laughs> it's so so good. I hate being here. <laughs> Uh, I love how there's always at least like a character named uh, fucking oh Billy Baba Ganoush. <laughs> <Billy Bobaganoush. laughs> That's right, Ken. Oh, 
God, that is wow. so we good. Watched Vic that. Romano. <laughs> we should watch that. We could watch it That is that is so good. Honestly, like all these Wipeout and like fucking other American. Even like, like the OG garbage. Ninja Warrior. Like, give me MXC. Uh, give so me bad. that. Oh, MXC is so, so fucking. So cool. Can we rate this movie, or you guys want to talk about more of it? Or we could talk um, about MXC too. Still, well, we get. I mean, at this point, we this is kind of a cult movie. Right? We just get. <laughs> we yeah. just get the. You need um, to be brainwashed to like it. The stepmom driving up with a bunch of fans in front of her. It's blurry. Everything with her is blurry and what about, dramatic. What about when Tobo got turned into a pile of bananas? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Who cares? He, he eats noodles with the watermelon guy. It's like, do you like watermelon? <laughs> like, no, I like bananas. Like, oh, you like bananas. bananas. I like bananas. Banana, bananas. Bananas. But, like, how does he get turned into banana like who, who cares? fucking knows who cares i mean i guess the cat can pretty much transport so he might have gone you down know, there and was like fuck you you're too close to the house no. you're a man you can't interfere with what's going on so i'm gonna kill you both no it's actually it's a callback to the uh uh, uh nippon russo war which preceded world war Two. there's like a big fucking post about this that i read oh really no not really oh, okay. it's nonsense he turns into bananas <laughs> Well, I think it really is probably Blanche, no, like knowing that he's gonna he's coming it. and and yeah. has to can't stop have, him. Can't have the male gaze on those women. Um, but then <laughs> <laughs> it's hot, kind of. Um, um, yeah, and then we get what he we can say that. we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> what we talked about earlier, the um. Um, her li- gorgeous her in, like, being like, oh kimono. yeah, my friends are all here. They're just still sleeping and they're going to be hungry. Oh, did you like the, the three minute sequence of her opening doors at the, the fucking aunt's house or whatever? She's like pushing those big doors open. No? I don't know if I remember Maybe this. you watched the director's cut. I don't know. I watched the director's cut. <laughs> and then the stepmom bursts into flames? Yeah. Yeah, then stepmom burns up. Credits. And then credits. It was a good, uh, pretty end credit sequence, though, like in the Meadows and all the... Wasn't it all uh, candid shots that the director yeah. did of the actresses? Yeah, it's cool. Cute. Well, they're all like modely and shit. They turn around, strike a pose. Right. Oh. Okay. It was like an, it was like an oh. anime the, outro. There was totally. a sequence yeah. at the beginning before they go to Ant's house where Gorgeous... Does a magical girl spin around and changes? Oh, and her changes outfit. her outfit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to mention that. Yeah. And I, do, I enjoyed that. You do need to double down that there was like when Kung Fu was doing the Kung Fu against the like the firewood, where yes. she flew to kick. What was it that was like flying around or whatever? Wasn't it the wood? It was the wood. The wood was, was yeah. fighting split, back it was from split being wood, split. Like five pieces of split wood. Yeah. And then she's she, like, "Did I imagine that?" She flies Whoosh. through the air and does this like Liu Kang kick, and when she lands, her fucking pants are gone, and she's just in her panties. And the next forty minutes of the movie, she's just, just dragging her around. Not, around. Not only that, she makes a stand, and then she grabs <laughs> her pants out of the air, and then doesn't put them back on. You know, I mean, I'm I like <laughs> this movie a lot more than I did upon my initial watch. And talking about it makes me want to watch it again. And you know who? Really? A lot of people really love this movie, but Bill Hader is a huge fan of this movie. I, I saw a, one of the, when I was doing research, I saw a clip of him holding up the DVD and just being like, this movie's crazy as shit. And he has a flannel on and he rips open his flannel and he's got a shirt that's just like 
the cover like the cat with the tongue rolling out and do you know bill Hader is actually a like huge 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 horror fan um and an, i believe it quick aside is uh he can't act afraid by his own admission he's like dude i have a really hard time acting afraid and because in real life if i'm afraid i laugh hysterically like i laugh really hard literally in the it movie (laughs) yes and and he said that he had a lot of conflict on the set with the directors and the film crew because like you would have bill skarsgård coming at him getting all fucking wet sewer mouth and crazy (laughs) and he would just laugh hysterically like he couldn't take it seriously because yeah. he's like i was genuinely scared and that's what i do when i'm genuinely scared i just Freak laugh out, yeah. um be, which be i think is hilarious you. dude part one was so much better than part, part two one is always better but you're still, a foreplay fan but part Big one was still not fan. that great but part one was really good what are you talking about okay but save it better than the second when one we do the pod on the movie <laughs> i think it's a right there it might be the movie on the top yeah let's watch it right now um, it is. All right, yeah, let's... Uh, all right, we got to wrap this up. we got to watch a two-and-a-half-hour part one of a movie before we watch the second movie. All right, final reviews. Who wants to start? I will start. All right, go ahead. I didn't score this movie last night. I went over many different things. I put down, like, four different scores and looked at them all, and I'm going to throw out an arbitrary number right now. It's going to be 71. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I was going to um, I was gonna give it a 70. Um and I mean, like I said earlier, it is tough because I feel like I shouldn't have to do homework after I watch a movie to understand it. But in this instance, I did enjoy doing the homework and it did add to it. And like I've said before, like Japanese horror is my favorite. And even though this is not at all like most of the Japanese horror I like, um, like that still helps. So. I might. I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch this movie again. If so, it will be in a few years, and I will, and there'll be much more marijuana involved because this time there was zero involved. Um, but yeah, seventy. You give this movie a thirty-one. Did not like this. Yeah, it was a chore to watch. I watched it twice. Well, you did one and a half times. Um, the score is really obnoxious. It's overly loud. It's boring. Um, special effects are crude, but they're done that on purpose. So there's some fun stuff going on. There's fun stuff like with her disembodied head, biting her butt, all the stuff with the piano was really cool. Um, I did like the black and white kind of throwback. Like it kind of kills the action and the whole first half of the movie is pretty much garbage. You could have cut that out completely. This movie could have been like 25 minutes. I would have enjoyed it way more. And the metaphor stuff's all like nice and it's an aside and that's cool and interesting and artsy, but like it doesn't make the movie more enjoyable. Um, I would not recommend this movie. Don't watch this movie unless you're a big movie nerd or like you really like camp and you don't, you know, you're, you do have 90 minutes to kill. But I mean, I'm glad, I'm honestly, again, like I'm glad you picked this film. I'm glad that I watched it because if I had not been watching this for the pod, there's no way I would have finished it. Like if I I would have watched it, fallen asleep, and been like, "Map, shelve that for eternity." <laughs> I don't know if I agree with all the. I would not recommend this to many people. I Who would, would you recommend this to? Like anybody that likes horror, I would just tell them to not like sit down and watch it by yourself. I'd be like, have some buddies over and like have fun. 
Yeah, drink like a fucking half a bottle of whiskey and smoke two blunts and then watch this movie. You won't like, remember have it. Have fun be with fun. it. Or like if you're a huge film nerd, then watch it by yourself and then do hours of homework on it like some yeah. of us There's did, a lot but... of fat to chew if you want to, but there's also enough ludicrous, over-the-top, wacky, zany type of film yeah. that yeah. you can either have a ton of fun with it, you can go super deep with it, or for probably most audiences, you're not going to understand it. And I'm not saying that I did. You're not going to understand it. There's going to be a lot of the way that it's edited and the sound that's going to take you out of it. You're probably not going to like it. And you also aren't just like us. I'm not saying that I fucking am some elevated film nerd, but like you're not going to relate to it. You're not going to understand the metaphor. Right. Culturally, it's going to be foreign to you pardon the pun and it's from 50 years ago almost at this point it is not for many people but if you want to just have a lot of fun it's it's got a lot of fuel for that and if you want to do a lot of research and you'd be surprised at how many people have seen this film how many people have written about this film how many podcasts and videos and interviews and synopsis and reviews there are available for this film and there's a lot of fat to chew if you want but or gristle depending on your not tastes. for everybody i mean we covered it the best probably you don't need to hear anything youtube else. reviews so yeah watch the movie and then listen to this and that will be everything you need yeah, go ahead and watch the movie, then listen to this, which concludes with us telling you what order to or do it in. Or just listen to this and don't watch the film, which is my take. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can listen to this and watch the film and still be like, this is not Trash. anything like I thought it was going to be, even though we described a lot of it. Perfectly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't re- Trust me, we did not ruin much for you. If you watch this movie, I've it's watched still the movie be twice, insane. and the next time I watch it, I'm gonna have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that was House, and you know, Rob, I will agree with you. I'm glad I forced myself to watch this <laughs> on the pod. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch this for a while. Me too, and I've almost pulled the trigger by myself several times. <sighs> That's a whole nother discussion. I mean, it was like 187 minutes. Nice. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll take that out in post. No, we'll fucking no leave that in. in. We're leaving that in. All right. Well, fuck Rob. You're hosting next, fuck. right? Oh, yeah. Fuck Rob. Yeah. Fuck. Wait. Me. Are the mics? Wait. That's a hot mic moment. <laughs> fuck Rob. Yeah. Yeah. As in what we're about to do after this. Um. Imagine throwing a water balloon full of chili at a brick wall. Mr. Rob hate everything. What are we watching next week? That sucks. That's an excellent I'm just kidding. I'm excited. Do you not know? I have. I feel like there's some spite picks here. Ooh, you know, I would love to do that. We're watching Fright Night 2. (laughs) Fright Night 2, the frightening. Um, No, there's two movies that I was actually debating on, but I honestly don't know if either of them are streaming. Um, Find so out if they are right now. I, I am, you have an I app for that. Literally doing that. Shut up. To just, just watch. watch. To just watch. Letting us know. Also, if what are those fucking things called? Headphone. A hat. Stream. Shut up. The hats. The, oh yeah. <laughs> no, the, you know. the T's. 
That oh, hoplark. 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 You hey. taste like tea. And hops. hops. And kind larks. Of. Have you ever eaten a live bird? I have. A live bird? Yeah. Not on purpose, but yeah, riding my motorcycle. So I'm your, yeah. your motorcycle? You didn't know I'm a rider? No. I didn't know I you can't had deny a, it. I didn't know you had a hog. <laughs> Fucking <I'm> rider. <laughs> You don't want to fuck with me. So, yeah, when yeah. you're riding your hog and you're eating... <laughs> you're riding your hog. Do you, what's, your best, uh, birds. what's the best bird to eat live? Cock? Blue, blue jay. Blue dirty, jay burger made bird. by Jim Lee. <laughs> There's a blue jay in my heart. And I let him out at night. My poor whiskey and cigarette smoke on him said drown him, so nobody knows he's there. I don't get that this reference if it is one. Charles Bukowski, if you're listening, um, who are you? The days run away like horses over Truman the hill. Picotti, Tr- Truman Capote, if you're listening right now. Uh, Cody Thank- Diablo, if you're listening right now, <laughs> give us Jennifer's body too. No, I know Bill really no. wants that. <laughs> no, dude, you're telling me unless it's just shots of Jennifer's actual body, then I'm not interested. But thank you to anybody listening. To anybody? S- any? Any body? Body? Any physical? Body. How much more time do you think species. we need to kill before Rob figures I mean, out where this I is streaming? I, 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 I think we're killing it. Um, Let's be real. People okay. tune in for this. Do you guys have so, Fubo? Do you guys have the Fubo? No, no. None of us have Fubo. Okay. It's like $80 a month. Whoa. It's like insanely expensive. And that there's no trials because I tried to watch. Is um, I had a week right. trial, remember? And I canceled it. But you know what I had to do to get Every a week trial? trial? you do is week. I fucking bought a TV. They're like, oh, you spent hundreds of dollars. Do you want seven days of bad programming? Okay. Yeah. That shit, it's actually insane. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, dun, 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 I don't dun, know. Dun, 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 because the first two things I had to nix because none of them were Yo, streaming. ready for this? But did you have a third? Can you, you tell us what those two were? Right do you have a third one? Can you okay. tell us what those two were that no. aren't available? No. Because they I might become streaming in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And in seven weeks when you host next, I'm going to be just as surprised. Don't care. Fine. Fuck Rob. Do you know what we're watching next? No, because you haven't told us yet. Do you want to guess? Is it no. streaming? <laughs> it is streaming. Oh, I, wow, do I do want to guess. I do want to guess. It's I'll give going you one guess each. Um, feast. No. Hmm. Um. We just talked about it, huh? Maybe. Fuck. What is it? The witches of Eastwick. Uh, that's not what I was gonna guess. We don't think we talked about that. Okay. Jack Nicholson, Cher, Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh God. <laughs> what year is this Cotton from? Right? Nineteen eighty-seven. God, is there going to be a drop of blood in this? Um, possibly. <laughs> it's an hour fifty-eight. It's rated R. Oh, at least it's rated, it's rated R. So R. They might say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> might get some Nicholson hog or some Sarandon mammary. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited now? Are you happy? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I actually don't know anything about this movie. I know of it. Is it about witches? It is about witches. That's you know, all, I do that's all love I witches. I do and love you witches love Cher, as well. Right? I do actually <laughs> like Cher a lot. Baby, wait. Dude, I do like Cher. Okay. So yeah, so get excited for it. I honestly, I'll try. I think it's going to be way more fun than House. We'll see. House was a weird thing because I 
didn't enjoy <laughs> watching it at okay? all. I'll be completely transparent. I didn't enjoy watching it, but then I was really I absolutely watching fascinated it. by it. After okay, I didn't like not enjoy watching it. In fact, I had even like said that it's Tim not the worst watch. Like, and I'm not just trying to fucking pick on you. I would say that like Van Helsing was a worse <laughs> it was, watch. It was, oh, absolutely. It was a chore. Van Helsing was a worse watch, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that this was 40 minutes shorter than Van yep. Helsing. Like, I don't know if yeah, if this was, was two so hours long. and 15, 20 minutes, I would have fucking that liked it as much. Tough. Um, And oh, there's been a handful of movies that, honestly, like even Lamb. Like, I would say I enjoyed watching this more than more. Lamb, but Lamb no, was at least like I enjoyed a better Lamb film. and Titan more than this. No the, way. No way. Yeah, they were, they were better to watch. I see, I and that's great. But like that's not my metric for enjoyment. It's I'm much rather watch something is. I'm much no, rather more watch enjoyable to watch a little girl getting eaten by a piano than a little fucking goat in a jacket. It wasn't a goat, but no, doesn't matter. <laughs> it was a kid, right? It, no, it wasn't a kid either. What the fuck was it? Lamb. It was a lamb. <laughs> the not the whole thing. Black Philip. Black Philip. Uh, Spoiler. All right. that's kind well, of a he's a lamb, right? No, he's he's a ram. He is an actual goat. No, that's Beelzebub. It's like uh, thank you, Elmers. Uh, You guys have a great night. (laughs) Uh, Would you like little Uzi Vert more if he wore a denim jacket and had one good mean right hoof? (laughs) Got a denim jacket right over there. I actually like him um, as a person way more than an artist because he's like a um, uh, he's like a big metalhead. I don't remember where he's from, but he's like. Philadelphia. known to be um at like hardcore and deathcore shows like pitting and stuff which i think is cool but anyway thank totally you totally pitted bro he fucking pits all right season two baby kick it off with a boom season two we got that new intro boom, boom. made by our own michael michael <laughs> they call me swing low they call him swing low because that dick hang low and you want to blow. Oh, it's like Chariot. Yeah, it's we, like got, a, it's like we got Swing Low, we got Sweet Chariot Bill, and Tex. Sweet. Yeah, Tex. Yeah. And Throat. And Throat. You're still Throat. <laughs> throat Goat. All right, we're out. Goat Throat. We're out. Thank it's you. It's <laughs> Thank you. Stay tuned for a special guest coming up sometime in season two. Yeah. Not going to say who it is? <laughs> no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.